0: Welcome to the Let's Bus You Up Podcast covering topics in all things life and business related, including but not limited to mindset, business planning, management, marketing, money, health and wellness, and any other general topics that take my fancy. It's presented in a conversational, unapologetic style. It's messy, it's rough, you'll hear traffic, kids, and even the occasional dog barking, but it's jam-packed with tips, hacks, and sometimes the content may even be a little bit controversial. I do not come with a filter, but I'm exceptionally passionate in helping women and men that are looking to achieve their next level successes. Hi, I'm your host, Esther Aiken, and I am thrilled to have you here today. So let's get stuck in and see where life takes us. Come and join the madness and be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button and never miss an episode of the Let's Biz You Up podcast. Hello amazing humans and welcome to another Let's Buzz You Up podcast episode. My name is Esther Akin, I'm your host for today and I am buzzed to be here. I often record my content as part of my journey commuting to my corporate job, which is made possible with the wonderful advancement in hand freeze technology. However, today I'm going to try a scripted approach and see what works. Yes, I'm going to leave the mistakes in the whoopsies in. I'm still learning what feels good regarding podcasts and I believe I can only get better at it. This episode is intended more for the business owner, but it's also really important if you're an employee as it gives you a good overview of how businesses can have changed (laughs) their methods of operations with regards to health and safety. So today we're going to be covering a bit of a tricky one. We're going to be looking at wellness in the workplace. When does it become too personal and how to balance it out to work with you and not against you? All right, so with COVID, as we all know, companies have gone into complete overdrive and overwhelm when it comes to keeping their workforce safe. And well, now some businesses, and I'm not going to name names, but some businesses have taken it to a whole extreme level. So yes, in New Zealand, we've had a couple of lockdowns, just like the rest of the world. And yes, it's been a tough couple of years, honestly. Like, I can't get over some of the really amazing things that have come out of having been in lockdowns with the development in business communication technologies and business finding alternative ways to still operate. Sadly, there are also a lot of things that everybody has obviously struggled with in their own ways. Some businesses have thrived and some businesses have obviously gone bust. But there has also been a lot of new businesses starting up. And I'm seeing it even with my clients. They've had to really genuinely pivot. As internal operations systems have changed to have the wellness expectations on some of their employee induction paperwork really amped up. I've noticed there's a slight change in how these induction packages have been put together for their new employees with some of the businesses having started because they're so uber paranoid about covid whether somebody has been vaccinated or asking questions that can be considered highly private in new zealand the mandates have been dropped with regards to having to be vaccinated to be employed and it has basically been left up to the employer as to what they deem a health and safety risk under the 2015 legislation for the Health and Safety Act. And yes, it's changed things, but not really. And when you're doing induction packages, some of the way it's been written up has started to have questions included, such as, have you been vaccinated? Yes or no. Did you have any adverse effects? Yes or no. Have you had a booster? Yes or no. And decisions are being made on whether you're employed because you're vaccinated or not. But if you've had both your vaccinations technically Technically, in New Zealand, you're considered vaccinated. If you've had one VAX, then you're still not deemed vaccinated. So, yes, some employers say that as you have only had one VAX, you're not employable, which is a load of rubbish considering the bylaws and mandates have been dropped, which were forcing you to have to be vaccinated to work. But there are still some provisions in New Zealand, such as the healthcare sector, that at the time I recorded this, you do still have to be. Potentially vaccinated and it is still mandatory to have boosters every so many months. Hopefully as COVID reduces even more than that requirement will go as well. At the moment I believe healthcare workers still have to wear masks 24-7 in that environment whereas everywhere else in New Zealand it's up to the personal to choice, you know, of choice whether they choose to wear them or not. But in the meantime Is it taking away the personal choice and forcing people to do things that they're not necessarily comfortable with and they would never have chosen to be vaccinated in the past, for example. I know of one particular woman in the healthcare industry and she's incredible at what she does. I have the utmost absolute respect for this incredible, incredible woman, but every time she has to get the booster, she's sick for a week and I mean sick and every round of jab she goes and she gets worse. But because it's such an important job, and her role is her calling, and it's so important to her that she literally marches into the vaccination centre, and she gets jabbed knowing full well that she's going to get really, really sick for a week or more. This means unpaid leave, people. It's really, really scary. My concern with this is that the workplace um, is a workplace forcing their staff to do things that are actually genuinely harming them and causing her for example, by going in there and getting this jab. It's actually causing her more harm than what the virus might actually do to her. So far, she's had several weeks off because every time she goes in to get to this booster, she's sick, and I mean really sick. So where do you draw that line as an employer? When does making sure that your staff are safe and well looked after? When do you know you are crossing that line? So it's a particularly tricky one to answer and only you as a business owner. Owner can really define... That and how it sits with you as an employee or employer, only you know when you're crossing those boundaries. Another health and wellness initiative that is currently being encouraged, strongly encouraged if I don't say, if you could see me now, I'm actually doing the quotation marks in the air with my hands, strongly encouraged to start doing wellness checks on their staff annually. All right, so if you're an employer and you're using heavy machinery, then encouraging a staff member to enter a job with a medical check so that they ha- so they t- could consist of hearing checks for example it could be blood pressure those sort of things and what is acceptable and what is not right so hearing checks yep Sweet as, because the last thing you want to do is be accused a year or so later down the road where a person hasn't been using their hearing protection that you've provided them and you know you've provided it to them because they've obviously gone through their induction work and ticked off the paperwork to say, yep, I've acknowledged how I'm supposed to be using my hearing gear and my personal protective equipment and I acknowledge that I've received my earmuffs, for example. And that I will get the inners exchanged for fresh inners to regularly maintain good quality personal protective equipment or PPE. And then in a year's time, if you get the hearing rechecked and you find that the hearing has declined, then you can investigate why. And if you have found instances where they're not using the hearing protection where they should have, then clearly you've got the grounds to sort of go, well, we've done everything right and that we did provide you with whatever you needed to be safe, so we can safeguard ourselves that way, and that's totally appropriate. But when you start asking your employees or potential employees to provide you with, say, a diabetes test or blood sugar or their weight, that sort of thing, unless it's a very much a job-related, like genuinely job-related, so be it. But if you're in an office and you're being asked to provide your sugar levels and your weight and things like that, I would love to know the reasons why, as this could possibly be classed as overstepping boundaries. But even though the employer can say, oh, but I'm doing it for health and safety of my employee because I don't want them to die of diabetes or obesity or heart attack or stroke, that's on them. It's a personal choice. You can't take that away from them. It's up to the individual to manage not you. You can provide them with lots of access to fresh water and potentially give them access to a local gym as part of your wellness program if that's something that floats your boat but you can't force them to do things that they don't want to do. It just doesn't work that way. So again how do you know when you've crossed those boundaries? When is it that you know that you're asking too much of your employees with regards to wellness? So unless you can tie it into your current health and safety legislation Are you actually genuinely asking the right questions, or are you crossing boundaries? Again, that's different for every single business, and that is something that you, as a business owner, have to energetically align with yourself and your business. Right. So, a common question asked on the induction forms is asking a person if they've had any back injuries, and if that's going to impact on the work that they do, and if they've sustained any long-term injuries. Again. If this is relevant to the job, then it makes complete sense to be informed. And if you're doing an office job, for example, and if you're asking them if they had carpal tunnel, otherwise known as occupational overuse syndrome, and if they're a typist expecting to be doing a shitload of typing and they know that they're not up to it and they've said, yep, we're all good on their health and safety induction agreement, then you've got grounds to have that discussion with them and potentially go, thank you. But no thanks, because they've obviously bullshitted you on their induction packs. Again, those are all very reasonable questions to ask. But if you start asking them, have you had any family history of heart failure or diabetes or other things that start getting really personal and get really getting nitty gritty, then are you crossing boundaries again? Whereas, and if you had a question in there that quite literally said, is there anything else that we should know about you? Do you have any medical issues that we should know about that if anything happens, we can contact your next of kin? Is there something else that we should know? For example, if you're a beekeeper and you have an employee that works with you and says, I'm not allergic to bees, and then you find out that they're highly allergic to bees and they only said that because they genuinely wanted to get the work and then, whoa, we've got issues right there. If they had been truthful, then it's not saying that you would not necessarily employ them. You would just take better precautionary actions and you would constantly be carrying around an EpiPen. You'd make sure your health and safety matches their needs accordingly. Not all beekeepers are allergic to their bees. I know if I get stung when I'm working with my girls, I swell up and look like an Oompa Loompa, but I'm not allergic to the point where it's impacting on my breathing or any of the other necessities of life, so to speak. I just swell up and if I get stung in the face, that's a make sure you stay away from the mirror a few days because trust me, it can get really depressing seeing a big, giant, swelled area on the face in the mirror. But where do you draw the line? Like seriously, as a business owner, you have to know what is a good wellness boundary not to cross. All right. So understanding how and what it is that you're wanting to know about your potential employee, but what is too much and what is just right, and what is something that is way too personal, and how to balance it, and what degree of information obtained can you use so it doesn't work against you. At the end of the day, having that conversation with your staff member to just literally clarify any issues and ask the question regarding the use of obtained information and obtain their consent, or if you're in assisting instigating new wellness initiatives also have those discussions with staff and ask would you consent to doing this always make sure you obtain consent I always always ask for consent if they say no then you can't force them to do something they don't want to do and respect that absolutely respect that when it comes to wellness it's a very personal very very personal journey if you are asking, again, remember, it has to be very relevant to what it is that you are looking at. For example, if it's a weight question, I mean, gosh, I could never, oh, I would absolutely just die if my employer asked me what I weighed But if they came back to me and said, look, the only reason I'm asking you about your weight is because I want to make sure that we provide you with the best office chair ever that will be able to give you the best ergonomics, the best comfort, the best situation for you, your back and give you whatever you need to do the job better and more comfortable so that you're not having potentially chronic back pain or stiff necks or anything like that, it might be a little bit different then I'd probably say, well, actually, I know that I'm not the smallest person in the world. I have a caboose, I have hips, and I have a front carriage, and I would like a decent chair. That would be amazing. Thank you. But I would always say to them, burn anything with my weight on it, because I really don't need the whole world to know that I'm not the smallest person in the world. (laughs) again it must be relevant and if they just said to me how much do you weigh i would be responding with a and what's it to you truck off i'm not giving you that information that's way too personal and totally going over my boundaries and i would be resistant and i'd start pushing back make sure you explain and put it in perspectives for your employee all right so anyway going back to that i understand you know, Understand where your boundaries are. Know what it is that you need, the questions you need to ask to genuinely, for those staff to genuinely be doing the work that they need to be doing, not asking them questions just for the sake of asking them. Basically, it's very easy to cross boundaries, like asking family history and such, but as long as it's asked for the right reasons, don't force wellness onto your staff. If that's not the type of team you've got, do what you need to do to cover yourself for compliance, such as hearing checks, sight, vision, and that sort of thing, as it has to be relevant. Don't ask them if they've got a family history of obesity and are you going to die of a heart attack in my office because that is going way too personal. Or even forcing them to do wellness challenges at work, such as if you're going to work here, you have to do 20 minutes of running on a treadmill every day. (laughs) Yeah nah because you know what you might have a staff member that is the next Einstein or the next trillion dollar business success story sitting right in front of you and because you've gone too deep asking them about wellness and crossing boundaries they're going to do the see you later I'm going to go work somewhere else and do a disappearing trick. Those boundaries that you don't want to screw up on. So keep it relevant. Make sure you get their consent for whatever wellness practices you do have in place. You can quite literally work through any required consents by answering questions during their staffing inductions and annual performance reviews. So this actually requires very little extra time and effort, but it can make the employee's experience while working with you a whole lot better. Ask questions such as, Are there any issues that you would like to discuss regarding your health and wellness? Is there anything that we can assist you to make your employment here better? Do you have a preferred method of operations, etc.? If they do come back with some issues, you can openly work with them to improve their working environment. Keep the wellness questions broad and leave it up to them to give you an honest answer. Yes, some people aren't really that honest and give you a lot of shit in their feedback, in their reduction packs or in their contracts. But at the end of the day, as long as you cover all your butts, cross your T's, dot your I's and ask for consent and make sure you follow and comply with any health and safety legislation and obviously employment laws, then you're all good. But boundaries, especially over the last two years with COVID, have seen a lot of boundaries crossed and it's hard to crawl back on those. anyway, come I'm going to leave it there because you know a lot's lots going on with wellness but we'll leave it there come and catch up with me through my socials I'm on Instagram Facebook and um, LinkedIn all the places don't forget to help yourself and download one of my free subliminals which are custom made there's one for courage and one for confidence honestly some love the confidence but the courage subliminals make me feel like I'm Rocky Balboa running up those iconic steps and showing the world that I can achieve anything I put my mind to and celebrate my wins. If you're looking for a business coach that can help you one-on-one to develop your potential business concepts or ideas and help you put accountable business plans in place and help you stay accountable, then let's have a chat and see how we fit. Now remember, Practice makes improvements. We all need to start somewhere. So, anyway, have an amazingly abundant week, and I'll catch you all later. Bye. Thanks again for being here today. In the show notes, you'll find all the links to my social media platforms. Do pop in and say hi. I hang out mostly on Instagram on the atbizyouup page, or you'll also find me at esther.aikin please help yourself to my free confidence or courage subliminals. These are the best kept secret to changing and leveling up your mindset and getting next level results. You can find them on the www.bizyouup.com website. That's B-I-Z-Y-O-U-U-P.com. I'm going to be cheeky and thank you all in advance for helping your girl out with your awesome ratings and reviews and hitting that follow and subscribe button. Till next time, Buzz you all later and have an incredibly abundant week. Bye.